listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with John Dixon and Casey Smith uh, talking about all kinds of things, financial, um, taxes, investments, uh, I mean, whatever you want to talk about, as long as it's in that realm, right? Pig farms. Pig farming, yeah, we did. Well, but that was economics, right? Bacon. Didn't, didn't uh, I try yeah, to tie bacon, bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Yeah. Bacon, bacon futures, pork bellies. I don't think we talked about any of that. Uh, before we get into the financial questions that we've got from listeners, uh, I'd like to give them a way that they can contact us. Uh, you can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. Uh, when that answers, you would leave a message. We'll play it back on the air and uh, answer your question right behind it. Uh, if you'd like to talk to an actual person, you can call 770-429-9166 and uh, ask your question there. Uh, Otherwise, you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And uh, while we're at it, hensler.com is uh, our website. You can uh, go there and answer uh, some of the questions you might have on your own, if they're generic enough, uh, maybe even some tax information on there, John. Um, So uh, that's how you can contact us. But... uh, before we get um, your question, why don't we ask answer some of these we've got uh, in recent days. Rosalind from Mableton says, uh, should I put my house, uh, my parents' house rather, in my name? Uh, they would continue to pay the mortgage. So what do you think, Casey? It sounds like something in your wheelhouse. Was it yeah. a beach house? It just says parents' house, so yeah. John's John's all over this one on the tax side. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's just their primary residence, uh, you know, obviously there's pros and cons like anything else. The the answer I'm going to sound like an accountant now oh, myself. No. Oh no. It depends. <laughs> all right. But uh, I mean, basically the the biggest reasons that you might want to look at something like this would be just. You know, it's, you're getting some cash. You're, if your parents are, are strapped for cash and they may need to, to put those the assets or the, the money that's tied up into their home equity to better use, maybe they could buy some you know, dividend-paying stocks or do something with it that's going to make it a little more liquid, give them a little more flexibility, uh, maybe produce some income, uh, then that might be a reason to look at it. Probably the biggest reason is from a state planning standpoint, you might be able to, to move it if they're above the – extremely high exclusion amount now yeah it did um, change significantly recently yeah, right so it's like 11 million dollars per person with portability so it's double what it used to be right exactly so it you would have to be in the a pretty high uh you know one percenter kind of thing to for this to matter but you could put the house in the children's name to kind of get it out of your estate today gift it use up some of your exclusion and then the future appreciation is out of your estate so that's probably the the biggest pro for doing this but there's a lot more cons, in my opinion, to to doing something like this. Mainly, first of all, you know, and no offense, Rosalind, and I'm sure you would not fall into this category, but some people may not feel comfortable gifting their house or, or putting their house in their children's name for a number of reasons. I mean, there could be a divorce situation. If they're married, then maybe the spouse gets the house and kicks the parents out. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, there could be a, a creditor situation if the child declares bankruptcy or gets in a car accident and is, li- is liable. Now, if if you're the parent still living in the home, then you could potentially be evicted by something that the, the child has done. So there's some risks there. A lot of people think that you need to take put the house into, uh, into the children's name for Medicaid purposes. So if you're 
going to go into a long-term care facility, a nursing home or something like that, where Medicaid would cover um, the expense for that, um, they're thinking that the home would be considered an asset and therefore the, you wouldn't qualify for Medicaid. That's not actually true. The home, primary home is, is an exempt asset for Medicaid benefits. So it wouldn't be looked at. And in fact, if you do, you know, transfer the, the home, uh, within a five year period, and then you have a need for Medicaid long-term care benefits, then there's a, then it would be considered as an asset because of the look back and it would be a non-exempt asset at that point. So the look back, yeah, that is no. that they go back and review your transactions from the recent Yeah, previous five years. years. There you go. So um, there's, there's some more cons to pros, in my opinion, in, in doing something like this. But obviously, I mean, depending on your specific situation, it may, uh, it may be worth taking a look at. So um, contact your financial advisor. Give us a call, 770-429-9166. There you go. And a uh, good, good idea to ask before you dive into something like this. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's go to Walt from Marietta. Says, I'm looking at T-Mobile and AES Corporation, both recommended by my broker, but I'm concerned about AES's negative earnings per share. Uh, where do you stand on these two? Uh, honestly, T-Mobile uh, and neither of these, I don't think, uh, meet our criteria for investment based on financial strength and safety. But uh, we'll say T-Mobile's uh, right now in the middle of uh, a potential transaction where they'll buy Sprint for $58 billion. Uh, the company's past five years' growth is 18.4%. Uh, uh, expected to only grow at about 4.5%. That's the biggest thing here. Uh, neither one of these companies are very exciting. Uh, you know, you got a stodgy uh, phone company and a uh, uh, basically a, a utility in AES. Uh, the thing that's strange about T-Mobile and what's going on there is uh, they, when they announced that they were going to plan to, they had a plan to buy Sprint. Um, there, they did so at a premium of 11.62 percent. So they were going to pay you an extra 11.6% above and beyond what the market price for Sprint was at the time. Uh, strangely enough, this hardly ever happens. Uh, right now, that premium is about 12.5%. So it's gone up. Wow. Uh, it would tell me that uh, the market is signaling that the deal is not likely to be approved by regulators or, you know, it's not a good deal for, for uh, Sprint holders or you know, a, a good deal for T-Mobile holders. It's it, Something is strange here. This just doesn't happen too often. Uh, either way, the company's pretty expensive relative to its uh, history um, and especially relative to uh, expected growth. Uh, usually I like to see a PEG ratio, which is the forward PE divided by the growth uh, expectations. Uh, basically, you take... Uh, today's price divided by the expected earnings over the next 12 months, not the last 12 months, but those uh, in the future, in the next 12 months, uh, and you divide that by the, the growth rate expected. Uh, normally, I like to see those prices around one if I'm going to recommend buying them. This one is at 406. Wow. I mean, just ridiculous. That's, that's you're, expensive. You're paying a lot of money for a company with very little growth. So, uh, and then AES, like I said, it's a, you know it's a utility. Um, it pays out more than it makes, 172.8 uh, percent in uh, in earnings payout for the dividend that it pays. 
Uh, dividends 4.3%, which is a bit higher than the market, which tells me that uh, it could be in peril of being cut. Uh, all things considered, I don't like either one of these. So you'd suggest Bitcoin? No, I'm <laughs> not going to suggest Bitcoin. Come on, man. So Ethereum was okay, right? No. That's a recommended position? No. no? I, no? I, I, oh. None of these are recommended. They're all speculations. And uh, by that, I mean you're not ever going to see cash flows from that. It's just uh, the what I call the, the bigger fool theory. You find somebody else that wants them. Or, I mean, the, if you listen to anybody in information technology, they tell you that uh, this is a very disruptive technology. Uh, to be honest with you, I think... Best I understand it, we can transfer dollars electronically pretty much anywhere, right? The difference that I've seen with Bitcoin, and this is one of the ones that they talk a lot about, is you can transfer Bitcoin you um, anonymously. I almost said unanimously. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? Anonymously. So nobody knows who's, uh, who's on the other side of the transaction. But... Uh, the reality is, I think the regulators are going to squeeze that piece out. So, and and the fact that to me, Bitcoin uh, has some serious inefficiencies in in their uh, ability to allow trading at a at a fast clip. Um, I believe Bitcoin. Going back to that technology not. point, though, I mean, isn't really the the fundamental potential. Uh, value derived mostly from the blockchain and the distributed ledger yes, technology, the ability absolutely. to kind of and uh, you know you could essentially avoid you know clearing transactions right there's no need sure. for everything's automatically reconciled in that format system so there's yeah. no need for an, an intermediary to do the reconciliation and all sure. um if everybody so that but that but I'll ask the, I'll ask again though I mean how can't dollars be transacted in a similar manner if they can be done electronically it's it's really as much a trading platform is it not they can but that there's in this case there'd be no need you know if i want to send you if i want to tr give you shares of apple i've got to go through an exchange i've got to have that sure. through a clearing house and then it gets from my account to your account whereas bitcoin i could just give it to you directly and because yeah, of the distributed ledger right. everybody everybody's reconciled automatically so there's no need for There's still going to be a good or a service behind the behind the scenes right and that's all we're talking about in this case if Apple is the the transaction if if I'm just trying to swap an asset with you mm -hmm. and there's there's a monetary payoff in the middle of it then I mean, well, I mean again, I, 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 maybe about, I'm just daft, but well, I don't understand how. And I'm not—I don't—I'm not that familiar with it either. But so I'm probably talking above my head. But the way I understand it, you know, currently, if I want to sell Apple to you, mm -hmm. you know, I've got to do that through an exchange, and there's a clearing period. It just takes two days sure. for to settle, and that just recently changed. It used to be three days for, for settlement. So this would be instantaneous settlement. You know, I could just exchange it to you for cash or for cryptocurrency or whatever I'm sure. exchanging it to you for and then we would each be whole and everybody involved in the transaction would automatically know that I no longer have 10 shares of Apple I now have X number of Bitcoin or whatever sure but I don't know I think that's really where the disruptor is not necessarily the currency itself but it's more that just distributed ledger the efficient yeah, transaction. Yeah, just makes it more efficient. I mean, you essentially eliminate a bunch of middlemen. <laughs> well, I've talked to a lot of people about, uh, you know, uh, cryptocurrencies. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure which one might uh, might ultimately be the big winner here. Uh, the one that uh, becomes that global currency that you don't need to uh, to worry about 
translating your dollars into yen or euros or whatever it might be. Uh, what I will say is it's a speculation at this point. Yeah, it's, no question. It's, uh, it's very difficult to uh, do just the translation from dollars to Bitcoin because they have the, the price differential has been so volatile yeah. lately. Uh, and and I think, you know, if you're going to insist on owning some, I'd make it very small. Uh, know that you're speculating and uh, probably even diversify. So don't just buy one, buy multiples if that's the game you really want to play. And I do call it a game. It's not an investment at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's purely I, speculation. I right didn't now. notice that one of the big four firms is now accepting Bitcoin as payment. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there are companies that are actually. That's true. It. Yeah. And I think what it would do in a, in a case like that, you know, there's other companies that, you know, some companies will accept rent payments in, uh, in crypto. Uh, there's pizza places. There have been pizza places from the very start of, uh, of this whole craze that would be accepting of that. And why not? I mean, it seems like college kids seem to be the most excited about uh, this, this new way of transacting business. But, um, you know, it, it somebody's going to have to do their taxes. Yeah. And if their whole business is built around a Bitcoin, then it sounds to me like one of the big four ought to be able to accept uh, that currency. Otherwise, how are you going to transact with them to do their taxes? Well, I think the problem that they're going to run into with the currency is just the, the whole purpose is to kind of, as you said, Troy, transact in anonymously and there's no way that you're not going to that the regulation is not going to come into play at some level and that's really defeats the whole purpose of it so if you have regulation there's no sense in transacting in cryptocurrency but i don't think they're going to be able to be a, a feasible nobody's going to accept payment without some version of regulation sure uh or i don't know i just think that that's the hurdle that they've got to clear to be able to to really have some real value into the cryptocurrencies themselves, but we'll see. I, I agree with you. It's pre purely speculation at this point, and it'll be interesting right. to see how it plays out. But yeah, when uh, when you can pay your taxes, when you can pay the IRS in a cryptocurrency, then I'll I'll be more accepting of the fact that it's actually a currency. Uh, just because you can pay your your tax preparer or your accountant or your auditor or whomever it might be uh, with a cryptocurrency, they or your still. Bookie. <laughs> whomever <laughs> I'm not here to judge uh, but uh, the, I, I will tell you that until you can pay the regulator uh, you know I still think it's a speculation uh, let's get to one more question there's one that uh, we can probably all come uh, at from maybe a different angle Gary from Peachtree City says should I be considering municipal bonds over US Treasury bonds Gary you should always consider uh, various options. Now, I will tell you there's uh, there's several things that, that I would think about just from the investment side. Uh, municipal bonds are probably going to give you a different yield. Mm -hmm. um, the yeah. reason being, they're they're uh, uh, they you you get uh, your interest from them tax free, uh, and with treasury bonds you get a portion of it right in the state tax not counted uh, on on the interest right for a treasury bond however federal tax it is going to be a federal taxed uh, uh, investment and uh, what you would probably see is your municipal bond yields lower uh, just in a in an absolute value um, than the treasury bond but there is a little more risk with a treasury uh, with a municipal bond than there is with a treasury. 
Uh, and then, you know, I, I don't know why you would stop there. Why not talk about corporates or uh, CDs? Right yeah. now, the best yields, the best absolute yields that I see in the market are, are generally uh, uh, bank certificates of deposit. We look a lot at uh, those that are tradable. Um, but, you know, I'll leave You're the rest of this to you guys. You're talking sort of a, a risk-adjusted return basis, right? Sure, or, yeah. I mean, Tax you could equivalent. get some higher yields in corporates, but they may not be high quality. And, exactly. Uh, the, yeah, the chance yeah. that you're going to get your money back is a lot lower than an FDIC-insured CD. Sure, yeah. If, um, uh, if, the, if the issuer can't service the debt, then it makes it uh, very difficult to call that. Uh, much more than a speculation, too. And the the asset location matters, too. I mean, if you're talking about an IRA account where the tax ramifications don't matter on the investment, so if you're earning a lower yield and you're not going to get the tax benefit, then why yeah, buy it in an IRA account? Pointless, absolutely. Right, yeah. I'd say that's one of the things we see with new clients, maybe the the, the tax inefficiencies of their portfolios and their holdings. You know, they'll have the municipal bonds and, you know, the fixed income in their tax deferred accounts and yeah. instead of their taxable accounts. But the other thing is I, I just mentioned that uh, you know it's not just any municipal bond, but they, they need to make sure it's a state the state exemption the bond in their state. Right. Exempt. Yeah, the state within which you live. Yeah. All right, uh, end of the show I say the market's up this week. Guys quick. Market's up. Up. All right, all up. Uh, you're listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. Take care. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.